We begin to, the Gemara today on Daf Samach Beis, Amud Beis, towards the bottom of the Yamud, actually 10 lines up from the bottom of the Yamud, where it says, Shemidas Tashlume Kefone Heges Cholo. So in the Mishnah, it said that the halacha of a Ganev that has to pay back double, Kefol, is not only regarding uh, 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 animals, living beings, the way the halacha is, to the payment of Arba Vachamisha, when you steal and then you uh, slaughter or sell and then you have to pay four or five times as much, and that applies only regarding a living animal that you stole, but by careful, it applies to everything, any object that you steal. So the Gemara here will bring the source for this. What's the source for this? So the Tan Rabbanon, so we learned in Abraise that says in the Pasik, I'll call Dvar Pesha. So the first the Pasik says, and as the Gemara will soon explain, this Pasik here is referring to Geneva, even though it's actually not referring to actual Geneva, what it's referring to is a shamer that has the object in his possession, and he's stealing it by claiming that he doesn't have it, and then he keeps it for himself. But it's the same halacha as Geneva, as the Gemara will later explain. So in this Pasik, it, it says a klal, prat, a klal. First it says a koldvar pesha, that we're talking about any object you have in your possession that you're negligent with. And then the Pasik specifies a bunch of details. Al Shir, Al Khamoir, if it's an axe or a donkey, Al Seh, a sheep, Val Salma, or a garment. So that's Prat, that's a bunch of details the Pasik is saying. And then it continues to say Al Kolaveda, anything that you were guarding and it got lost. Chazavakala. And now it says a klal again. So how do we dash in this? So we have the the way that we dash in of klal or prat to klal. The title first says it in a generality, and then it says a detail, and then it says again a klal. How do we understand this? On one hand, if the Torah would mean just the klal, it wouldn't say the prat. On the other hand, if it would mean only the prat, it wouldn't say a klal again. So what we say is, that what the Torah is saying is that only things that have a similarity in nature to this prat, to the detail specified, that's what's included. So we include more than the prat itself, but it has to be something which is similar to the prat. So what is the similarity here to the prat, which will end up excluding certain things that are not similar? Just like the details mentioned in the Pasik are movable items, number one. And number two, the Gufay Mamein, and it's something that it itself has a value of money. Of course, so too, what, it, what we're comparing here is anything that's Dova Metaltal, it's something which is a movable item, the Gufay Mamein, and it has a, a value of money in itself. What would this exclude? Yatsu Karkois, so number one, this excludes pieces of land. If a person steals a piece of land, it's not a movable item. So if a person steals a piece of land, how would a person do that? So Tesis over here says whether a person moves the border and he just extends his territory into his friend's uh, territory. Or over here, since the Pasuk's talking about a shamer, the case would be if someone gives over for you the shmire of his vineyard, for example, and you just go and take off grapes and eat it for yourself, that's also called the Geneva of Karka, even though once you tear off the grapes, now it becomes metaltal, but when you get it as a Shmire, so you get it, grapes attached to the ground, that's considered to be Karka. Okay, that's the example Stasis brings here. So, so that's one thing that we exclude, that regarding this, there's no Allah of paying Kefal. And another example is Yotzah Vodim, Shokshula Karkais, also slaves. If a person steals someone's slave, which in Taira is always compared to Karka, it's for this, Rashi brings, Visnachalta Maisam, that it's a Nachla, like a piece of land. And also Yotzah Shtaris. We also exclude documents of a loan or valuable documents that if you steal this, 
Shavapishamitalklin, so these law these documents are obviously movable, but ain't go for mammon. It's not something that has value itself. It's something that has information and in which will can, you can collect money with it. So in all these cases, you don't make the uh, you don't pay K for that is. Now there's another thing that Bryce here adds that we also exclude from paying kefal, even though it's not from this klal prata klal, but it's from what it says there earlier in the Pasik. Yatza hekdish, we also exclude hekdish for paying kefal, because re'eyu ksiv. The Pasik over here says the word re'eyu, yishalem shnayim l're'eyu, so that's only to a friend, not to hekdish. Okay, but now the Gemara asks, if this is the drasha, klal prata klal, maybe we should say that we exclude from this klal prata klal even more. And here the Gemara is going to go through a discussion which is mamish similar to what we had about 10 blad ago. So the Gemara says as follows, Ima prat, shouldn't we say that just like the prat, what's specified in the Pasek? With Furish, it's clear. What are we talking about? It's, it mentions here the animals, a shayr and a chamayr. So what's the halacha regarding these animals? Dovar, this is something, that the dead carcass of a shayr or a chamayr, it will make you tomei whether you touch it or carry it. So maybe if I'm comparing other animals to this, I should say, I've called that maybe I learn out that it has to be similar to this prat, only something which you become tummy if you touch or carry. But by birds, where the halacha regarding birds is, that loy, it, over there, maybe since the idea of the halacha is that you don't become tummy from a bird unless you eat it, not if you touch it or carry it. So maybe a bird is not similar to the prat, and over there the halacha of paying knas. If you steal someone's bird, someone's chickens, or whatever the birds may be, maybe they shouldn't have to pay knas. Says the Gemara, I could even think to say this, that maybe we should compare it to the shayr and the chamar that are only mitama b'maga b'masa. But the Pasuk also mentions salma, a garment. And regarding that, you pay knas as well. By a garment, you don't, you don't have this limitation of Tame b'maga b'masa, and not uh, like by birds, which are matame only b'achila. So if you see that the Torah says by the salma that kefal applies, for sure it should apply to a bird as well. So the Gemara says no. The question is a question. So Omri they said anan b'balechayim kamrinan. We're focusing on the prat that the pasuk wrote regarding animals. Amen. We could we should say like this: regarding the details of shayra chamer that the pasuk specifies. And so over here, I should say If it's a dead carcass which you become tummy if you touch it or carry it, there kafel applies. But a dead carcass of a bird which does not make you tummy by just touching it or carrying it, the kafel the halach of kafel should not apply. Ah, you're gonna tell me, but it says salma. It shows you that it includes more even than just this dead carcass. So I, I'll tell you that no, we darshan it separately. Since the Torah specifies so many different pratim over here, so I look at each one of these klal klaus separately. It's as if the Torah writes the klal klaus separately regarding shervech then it writes the klala prata klal separately regarding salma. It's not. It's not all one klala prata klal. It's darshan separately. So the regarding shayr and chamayr, we should exclude an oif that's not similar regarding the halacha of tumah. So therefore, this is still a question. So the Gemara says no. If this is the way you would learn this, so then you, ha- you still have something extra here. Even, even regarding the Balachaim, even if you want a darshan, the Klala Prata Klal regarding Balachaim separately, but why does the Torah mention two Balachaim? It mentions the Shayr and the Chamayr. So the fact that it mentioned two, so there's something extra here. So we say that we're not so specific 
regarding how it has to be doime to the prat to say even regarding the halacha of tome. No, we say that as long as it's doime, that it's a dava metaltal of a gufei mamin, the halacha of kefal applies. But the Gemara asks on this, no, the fact that it writes shayr and chamayr, you can't say that there's something extra here to say that I include even the birds. Why? Because there would actually be a svarah to say if it wouldn't repeat, write separately shayr and chamayr, I would make a mistake and say that maybe it has to be similar to the prat with another restriction, with another limitation. What is that? So the Gemara explains. Hi, Nikhtar Rahmana, what are you suggesting? Which one could the Torah write alone? If the Torah would just write the Prat of Shoir, and you would say that it has to be similar to the ox, then maybe I would say there's a bigger restriction here. The reason the Torah is specifying an ox is because it can be brought as a carbon on the Mizbeach. But something that can't be brought on the Mizbeach is not included in this halach of Kefal. So I can't just write Shoir alone. I have to write Chamoir, which can't be, cannot be brought on the Mizbeach, and Kefal applies there as well. On the other hand, because of Rahman al if the Torah would only write a donkey, so then have a minute, you know what's unique about a donkey? That Kaddish be Bukhaira, that this donkey, it has the Kaddush of a Bukhaira, the whole halacha of Petta Chamayr applies to a donkey. And that's why the halacha of Kefal applies here. So Kaddish be Bukhaira in Shen, Kaddish be Bukhaira like. So all other animals, which would include a Shayr as well, or whatever other animals the halacha of Bukhaira applies, could apply, and if not, not. So that's only by, that's why it's writing Chamayr. So the Torah had to write Shair and Chamer to let you know that no, it's not only something which is brought to the Mizbeach. It's not only something which has a Kedusha of Bechayr. So we can't say though that from this repetition of Shair and Chamer, we add birds as well. So our question still remains, maybe we should say if you steal a bird, there's no Allah of Kefal. So the Gemara says, Amri, they added, but they answer to this, We explained why it has to say both Shair and Chamer, but Selamali. Why does it have to mention Seda? Sheep. That's still extra, and that's coming to say that even by birds it's careful. But the Gemara asks on this still, the fact that it says sheep, maybe I could say, maybe I should say that it's only coming to add oifis that are tahir, the tahir birds, and the kosher birds. And why? Because they are specifically compared to a sheep. In what way? The metame begodem abeisabliyah. That when a person, as, in, as we just mentioned before, regarding birds, birds, you don't become tummy when you touch it or carry it, but you do become tummy when you eat it. And when you, we eat it, the person becomes tummy and the garments that he's wearing becomes tummy. So in that sense, it's, it's similar to the sheep, which also becomes tummy then. But the halacha regarding non-kosher birds is that the last put tummy. Over there, when it's a, there's a dead carcass of a non-kosher bird, there's no halacha of tumah by it at all. Even if it's in your mouth when you're eating it, there, it does not make you tummy. All right, so this is a unique thing. Rashi here brings the makkah for this from a pasik, where the pasik says, So you learn from this that a non-kosher bird, you're not allowed to eat anyways. Only a, a kosher bird which becomes an avail and a treif if it wasn't shechted properly and so on. Over there, the Pasuk is saying that if you eat it, it makes you tummy. Right? So a non-kosher bird actually has less of a halacha of tummy. It does not make you tummy when you eat it. So maybe regarding this, I should say that it's not compared to a sheep, and therefore there's no halacha of paying careful for this. So therefore... Yeah, yeah, a not-kosher oif that uh, is an avail now. And if you, if you have it in your base sabli, if you swallow it, it does not make you tummy. So that should be excluded from the halacha of kefal. 
So now the Gemara answers, Loi, or there's another Gersi here that adds Elo, because Elo means the Gemara now is, is retracting. It's having Charata from the whole Drasha that it said before. Until there we were saying that we're learning all of this out from the Klal, Prat, Uklal. But now the Gemara says no. Kol ribuyu. Since in the Pasuk of here it says, Al kol dvar pesha, the word kol shows me that I do not darshan this as a klal prat a klal, rather I darshan this as a ribuy miyat ribuy. What happens when you darshan ribuy miyat ribuy? You marbe everything. You marbe not only ke'ena prat, you even marbe something which is not similar to the prat. There is something that you have to exclude, the Gemara will soon explain what we exclude, but because it says kol, it shows that here we don't darshan klal prat a klal. You have to be marbe even a non-kosher bird for kefal as well. Okay, so what comes out of it here? Even though usually you do darshan klal prat klal, but in this case, because it says kol, we don't. We darshan a ribuy, that we marba more. So the Gemara brings another example for this and asks, Is that true that any time the Torah adds the word kol, even though you should darshan klal prat klal, but by the addition of the word kol, that shows that you don't, you marba more. Ribuyu, so you darshan with a ribuy and not klal prat klal. We have the same thing by Meiser. This is Meiser Shani, the money of Meiser Shani that a person exchanged from the fruits of Meiser Shani. And he brings that to Yerushalayim. And the Pasuk specifies clearly what he should use the money for, what he should buy to eat from that money in Yerushalayim. There the Pasuk also says the word kol. But nevertheless, we still dash it as a klal prat the Tanya, as it says in the Braise, the Pasuk says regarding this money of my Sashani, even Asata, Hakesev, Bukhalashatava, Nafshacha. So first the Pasuk says a klal. You can use that money and buy with it whatever your heart desires. That's a klal. Then it says Babaka, Batsarim, Bayayin, Ubashekhar, sheep, cattle, or wine, beer, prat. It specifies all these things. And then it says, Ubukhalashatishalchanafshacha, whatever your heart desires. Again, Khazavakala. So it says a klal again, klal, a prat, a klal. So what, how do we dash in here? We learn from here that you can buy with the money of Maishashani only things that are similar to what was specified here. What is the, what is the similarity? Ma prat mefurish pri mepri. And the details mentioned in the Pasuk has to be a pri mepri. So what this means is when you have an item that comes from another whether like an animal, one is born from another, or whether wine or beer, the wine comes from the grapes, or the beer comes from dates, let's say, it's something that, one, one thing that comes from another, it's one detail that we see here, and also the gedulikarka, has to be something that either literally grows from the ground, or something that gets fed from the ground, like an animal, it doesn't grow from the ground, but it gets fed from the ground. That's what you could buy from the money of Maishasheni. That's how we darshan here. Now, even though the passage there says kol, and we don't say that kol is a riboy that you can buy other kinds of foods as well. Other kind of junk food that's not uh, included in this uh, example here. So we see here that even though it says kol, we still darshan a klal, a prat, a klal. So they want to give two answers. Omri, so the answer, one answer is, there's a difference. Bakol klolo. Kol ribuya. When it says here bakol, so then that's just part of the klal. That's not an extra riboy. Is part of the klal, and we still dash in klal or prat klal. But when it says kol, like it says regarding kefal, a kol dar pesha, that kol means every. That's actually a klal, and that's, uh, sorry, that's a ribui, and that shows that we do not dash in a klal or prat klal. It's one answer. It's a different word, bakol and kol. Two different words, different uh, understanding. Or another answer is kol klolahu. The truth is, even when the Torah writes kol in this context of a klal prata klal, we would still dash in a klal prata klal. 
However, over here, there's a reason why we're saying that the call that it says here is coming to be marbe more than a regular call of Pratiklal. Why is that? So here the Gemara is going to point out that, this in, that the place where this Klal of Pratiklal is written is totally extra. Why? It's because, let's see. Earlier in that Pasik, what does it say? So here, what we were quoting until here was in Pasik Ches. This is in Perik Chavbeis, Pasik Ches, where it describes what happened to this item that this person is guarding. But then in Pasik Vav before, when the Torah describes the person that gave over the item for this person to safeguard. What does it say earlier there in the Pasik? So, Ksiv may caught a Klala Pratiklal. There's already a Klala Pratiklal earlier in the Pasik when it talks about there, what kind of an item are we talking about? Because the Ksiv, the Pasik says, if you give to your friend something to safeguard. So that's a cloud. You, you give whatever you give. Then it says uh, details. Kesa fekelem. Either money or a utensil. That's a prat. It specifies. Then it says lishmar. To guard. Hodavakalal. So it says a cloud. So right in the beginning when it talks about this whole story, it starts off with a klala prat a klal. Now v'yisokadaitach. That here in the in the, in the Pasuk afterwards, or in Tupsukim afterwards, when it mentions more details, it's also a continuation, and it's also a klal prat klal as well. So if so, nichtav rachmane lahani prati prat. Why doesn't the Torah write these details that it says here? It should have been already included in the previous Klal Prat Klal. So all these details that it says here, Shara Hamar and Salma, instead of writing it in a separate Pasuk of a Klal Prat Klal, it could have said it before, right when it says, Kesef Kalim. It should have stuck in right over there. Kesef, Kalim, Shara Hamar and Salma. So why is it writing it separately? Why is it writing it, this Klal Prat Klal separately over here? Shmaminari Buyuhu. That's the reason why here I say that the call of this post, the call of our Pesha, is coming to say not only can a Prat, it's coming to say even things that are not similar to the Prat, and therefore you can't question and say that maybe the bird, which is Tomei, and uh, uh, therefore uh, that has, is not similar to the Prat, should not be included. No, we add it and we include it based on the fact that it says call here. Okay, but no, now though the Gemara says... The, the, even though we are marbe, but even after you marbe more, because it says call, you still have to exclude something. The fact that the pasuk specifies these details, there's something that you have to be memayit. And it's not only one detail the pasuk specifies, it specifies a bunch of details here. So what are we memayit from this? So the Gemara goes back to what it said before in the Braise. In the end, we are, we are memayit those details. Now that you say that the call is marbe more, even something that's not just ke'enaprat, so, Kohani Prati Lomeli, the details of the Pasik does specify, why do we need it? What, is, what does it come to exclude? Says the Gemara, Chad Lomote Karka, one of the details, as we mentioned before, comes to exclude Karka, the Chad Lomote Avodim, another detail comes to exclude slaves, the Chad Lomote Shtaris, another is if you steal Shtaris, it comes to exclude all these things. That's, that we had already clearly before in the Braise. Okay, so it comes out, even though the Braise before clearly said the expression of Klal, Prat, the Klal, it didn't really mean a klal prat a klal. It meant that it's a really a ribuy, and you you add even that's not included in the klal prat a klal. And then we still exclude these things because the Torah specified them. But now the Gemara goes on to the other details that are mentioned here in the pasuk. What do we exclude? And this was not clear in the brayse. Salma, when the pasuk says a garment, lamute, what is that coming to exclude? Davar she'ena mesuyim. This is coming to exclude a davishayin and mesuyim. Rashi's chat for this is a salma is a garment, a shirt, or something where a person sees and knows it and recognizes that it has a simon on it, something that's more a choshev, and therefore he has a simon for it. The halacha of paying kefal is only if you steal something that has a simon on it. If it's something that has no simon, there's no halacha of kefal. 
That's Rashi's Pshat. But all the Rishayim ask on Rashi, why should it matter regarding the payment of the kefal, whether you steal something with a simon or without a simon? The only time we find that a simon is relevant is when uh, there's a lost item and then you're trying to identify, the, the owner wants to identify that it's his. So therefore most Rishayim, Taisus here, other Rishayim say, the Pshat of Dov Rishayim Suyim is, if you steal something that's not specific, you stole a wallet and you don't know the specific amount of what it is, so then you don't pay class for it. They don't pay kefal. If the, if the person comes and swears, we had before, that a person, the owner of this wallet can come and swear how much money was in it, and you'll have to pay that amount. But if you steal a dovish ayin where it's not specified what it is, for that there's no payment of kefal. That's the pshat that most rishenim say. Now the pasuk continues and says, I'll call Aveda. What do we add from this? I'll call Aveda. Look at the Rabbi of stealing, which is not only when you steal, but also when you have an item that you're safeguarding. And here, an Aveda, you're, you're keeping someone's Aveda until you find the right owner. And now the right owner comes and, and, and wants it back, and you claim that, it, that someone stole it from you. In such a case, Mashalom Tashlumi Kefal. You know different than a Ganev, and you pay Kefal here as well. That's Al Veda. Shanam Al Veda Omar. If a person comes and claims that he stole, that it got stolen from him and he really stole it, so you pay Kefal for that as well. So it's not a huh? No, no. So this Al Veda is actually coming to add. Yeah. That by an Aveda as well, there's Allah of Kefal. Yeah. Okay. Now here, the Gemara will come back and, and bring the source of uh, the point that uh, we started off over here with, or it said in the beginning of the Gemara of Samach Beis, that this halach of paying kefal is not only regarding stealing literally, but it's also regarding a person that was a shimer and he claimed that it got stolen, but really he stole it himself. So when that's uh, found, when you see that he's the Ganav, he has to pay kefal then as well. Tanan also, um, so there's a Mishnah there in Sech Bab Metziah that says, it's, uh, if, if the owner of this item that gave you something to guard, and comes and asks you, Hey, where is my I- I- item that I gave you? So the shaymer answers and says, I lost it. So the owner says, I want you to swear for me that it got lost. And the person says, he accepts, he swears that it got uh, lost. Okay, so we're talking here about a shaymer that only has a responsibility to pay back for negligence. So after he swears that it got lost, so he just swore that he's potter. Then what happened? Then witnesses come along and testify that he aided himself. He, he, he's the one that stole it. In such, in such a case, all he's going to have to pay for this is what he ate himself, what he stole himself, not more than just a keren, the principle itself. However, in a case of after he swore falsely that it, that it got lost and it turns out that he aided himself, he was made himself to this. In such a case, he pays not only the principal, but he also pays an additional fifth of the value of this, and also has to bring a carbon asham. As she brings over here, we learn out from the Psukim that this halacha that you pay, the added fifth and the carbon, is not when Aden come, only if you will made it yourself to this. Okay, that's one case. So here the point of this case was that what did the person claim happened to the item? That it got lost. Now the Gemara says, what's if the Shemus claim was different? This is all part of that Mishnah there. Hey, the owner comes and says, where's my item? And he answers, Nignav, it got stolen. Not that it got lost, it got stolen. So the owner says, swear to me that it got stolen. And he swears, yeah, that he swears that it got stolen. Now, so if Adam come forward and say, he's the one that stole it. In such a case, so you just like a Ghanav and you pay Kefal as well. 
So this halacha that you're going to be just like a ganev is not only by the ganev, but even by a person that's toyin tainas ganev. But only if you toyin tainas ganev, not if you claim that it got lost. Now, in such a case, if you admitted yourself that you stole it and it didn't get stolen from you, mishalim keren v'chay mishvasham, you pay the keren and an additional fifth and the asham, but you don't pay the kefal. Once you made it yourself, that knas of kefal you don't pay. Okay, the chaymish and the asham you pay, or the, the asham is that's a kapara, and the chaymish is also a kapara, that you still pay, but uh, not the kefal, because once you made it yourself, we have the klal, made it in a knas, this potter. Okay, says the Gemara, Ketani Mie, what do we see in this Mishnah, as we started off in the whole Sugya, that Betoyin, Tainas Ganev, that not only by a Ganev, but even if you claim that it got stolen from you, and you're the Ganev, the Mishal, Tashlumi Kefal, you pay Kefal as well. But that's only if you claim that it got stolen from you. Avu Betoyin, Tainas Avad, if you were a Shaman, and you claim that it got lost, and then it turns out that you stole it, Loi Mishal, Tashlumi Kefal. In such a case, you don't pay Kefal. Okay, now another detail you'll learn out from this Mishnah. Even in a case where you tiny that it got uh, stolen from you, and it turns out that you're the Ganev, when do you pay Kefal? If you swore falsely that it got stolen from you, and you wanted to party yourself, then you pay the Kefal. Without swearing falsely, you don't pay Kefal. That's what you see over there clearly in the Pasuk. It says, Hashem brings here the Pasuk, it says over there that he comes to the Bezdin, and he swears, Shayyem accused Adel Akim Yovid Vashneim. It's only with a Shvua. Okay, the Gemara, actually, the Gemara itself is going to dash on its own. Sorry, the Gemara is going to dash on this all. That's what the Gemara is going to bring here now. What's the source of all this? Huh? Huh? The Gemara is asking, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Gemara is not, no, it's not a Kasha. The Gemara wants to know, Mino Hanimili. The Gemara is seeing that there's two details that you see over here in this Braise. Oh, it's not actually a Braise, it's a Mishnah. You see over here that there's Aloha of Kefal by Toy and Tainas Ganev. And if you made a Shvua. So what's the source of this? No, no, no. The Aveda is something else. When a person is a Shimer over the Aveda. That's it. By there, when the person is the Shimer over the Aveda, over there it's going to be the same thing. The Shimer over that Aveda, if he tainus, tainus ganev for that Aveda, he'll be chayv to pay kefal. If he tainus, tainus ovad on that Aveda, he'll be potter from kefal. So Manal and Emilia, what's the source for this? So we learned in our Braise, and here the Gemara actually brings two different Braises that bring the Psukim about this, and there's actually an argument in these two Braises of how you understand these Psukim. You have here the Psukim on the side of the Gemara, if you want to see the, to get clear here what we're talking about. So first is the Pasuk that says, Im Ganev, if you find the Ganev, so then what does the Pasuk say? Yishalem Shnaim, you pay twice. Okay, that's some Pasuk involved there. So it says the Braise, what is that Pasuk talking about? It doesn't mean that a Ganev literally pays Kefal, but rather it's talking about Betoyin Tainas Ganev, Akasim Medaber. We're talking about an object that you're guarding, and then you tain it that it got stolen. And then you're the one that stole it. You pay Kefal. That's what this Pasuk is talking about. So the Braise asks, You're saying that this Pasuk is speaking about a person that claimed that it got stolen, Maybe this Pasuk, when it says, Im yimotzi ha-ganev, means literally, you find the Ganev. A Ganev. <coughs> says the Braise, that is no. When it says there in the Pasuk, and this is in the next Pasuk actually, in Pasuk Zion there, the Pasuk says, Im lo yimotzi ha-ganev. If you don't find the Ganev, so what is that Pasuk talking about? There, it also says that you're going to have to pay. So what is that Pasuk talking about? Over there, it's not talking about where you have a Ganev himself, but you're talking about a, a Shaymer that's Tayin Tainas Ganev, Hakasav Medaber. So, just like the Pasik Imloyi Motzei Ganev, 
is talking about Tayin Tayin is Ganev in Pasuk Zayin. So to the previous Pasuk. In Pasuk Vav, when it says Yimatsiya Ganev, it's also talking about Tayin Tayin is Ganev. Okay, that's one Braisa. Now the Gemara is soon going to explain if both of these Psukim are talking about the same thing. Tayin Tayin is Ganev, why do I need two Psukim to say that you pay careful in both, repeating the same thing? But now there's another Braise that argues and actually says that one Pasuk is talking about an actual Ganev, as it sounds like. Yumotzea Ganev is an actual Ganev, and Lo Yumotzea Ganev is talking about the Shimer. The Shimer that claimed it got stolen, and then he stole it. Let's see. So Tanya Hiddoch, another Braise says, Im Yumotzea Ganev, when it says Yumotzea Ganev, that's the Ganev Atzmer, that Pasuk is talking about the Ganev himself. You're saying it's talking about the Ganav himself that has to pay Kefal. Maybe it's talking about a Shimer that claimed that it got stolen from him. So this Bryce says the opposite. Later, the next Pasuk says, if you don't find the Ganav, so that Pasuk is talking about a person that claimed that it got stolen. So I don't, he don't need to say anything twice. When it says, if the Ganev is found, that's the Ganev That's talking about the Ganev himself. That's this Braise. Okay, the Gemara will explain the Machlekes between these two Braises. But first the Gemara explains, the Kula al is what you see over here, according to both of these Braises, in Loyim Matzah when the Pasuk says the, the words in Loyim Matzah Ganev, this Pasuk is talking about a Shaymer that claimed that it got stolen from him. My Mashma. How do you see this in the Pasuk that it's speaking about a person that's tiny that it got stolen from him? So Rav explains, well, you see it in the words, because what is the Pasuk saying? If it's not going to be found that it's true, like he said, that there's a Ganav here, Ella, rather, he himself stole this, then then he has to pay Kefal. Right? Because this is in Pasuk Zayin, it says, in Lo Ganav, Right, and then in Pasuk Ches it continues to say Yishalem Shnayim. If you don't find the Ganav, so then why are you paying careful? The Ganav wasn't found. So the Gemara says no. The Mashmas here is, if you didn't find to be true like he said, rather he himself stole it, then you pay double. That's the Mashmas of the Pasuk that is talking about Tayin Tainas Ganav. That's one detail. Now Minalon de Bishvur. How do you know that what the Pasuk is saying that you pay doubly Yishalem Shnayim is only when you swore falsely? So, because Tanya and another Braiser explains, in this Pasuk itself, it says, that you come to the Bezdin. What does this mean? It means that you're swearing falsely. You say coming to Elakim, which is the Bezdin, means for a din. Maybe it just means that you're coming to the Din Taita, but you didn't swear falsely. So we say for that, no. There's the halacha of the shaymer that touched the item that he's guarding. That's what shlichus yad means. And shlichus yad is mentioned over here in this Pasik. This is in Pasik Zayin. It says, And it says shlichus yad in a later Pasik as well. There it's writing the halacha of shlichus yad that you have to swear that you didn't touch this item and then you won't be responsible for it. So here as well, it means that you made a shvua. Okay, so there, therefore we see we're talking about Toyin, Tain, Ganev with a Shvua, and that's when you pay Kefal. Okay, but now the Gemara comes back to the Machlaikis of the two Braises. One Braises said that both Psukim are talking about Toyin, Tain, Ganev. Another, the other Braises said one Pasuk is talking about the Ganev himself, and the other Pasuk is talking about Toyin, Tain, Ganev. So the Gemara says, Bish, Lem, Laman, Domar, according to the second Braise that said, Chad, Beganev, one Pasuk is talking about the Ganev, Chad, Betoyin, Tain, Ganev, and another Pasuk is talking about the case where you claim that it got stolen. That's why it says two different Psukim. 
But according to the first Braisa that we quoted, so it said that both, when it says and when it says both of them is talking about when it's a Shemer that's claiming that it got stolen. So why do we need two psukim? So Amri, they answered for this. The extra posik is coming to say that this whole halacha of a shamer that has to pay kaful is only if that is his claim to patter himself was that it got stolen. But if his claim to patter himself was that it got lost, then if it's discovered that you stole it, you don't pay kaful. That's the additional posik. It's coming to exclude this case. Says the Gemara is now according to the other Brisa that says Chad beganav Chad betoyin tainas ganav that the two psukim one is the ganav himself and one is the toyin tainas ganav so deloy miyater so you don't have this uh, extra pasuk here to say lemuute tainas ava to exclude a case where a person claims that it got lost so minole from where does he learn out this halacha so the answer is miganav the pasuk could have said the word ganav but it says haganav with an extra hey. So Haggadah means to say only if you claim Gneva, not if you claim that it got stolen. So the extra hey. Now, Lamanda Omar, according to the other opinion, Tarvayu Betoyen Tainis Ganev, that uh, both Psukim are, are talking about a person that claims Gneva. So Demiatle Toyen Tainis Ona Ovad, he already has an extra Pasuk to say to exclude that if your Taina was that it got stolen, that there's no Kefal Ganev, Ha Ganev, my daughter Shbe. The extra hay of the Ha Ganev, what is he dashing from this? This case we're talking about, the shamer that's tying tainas ganev regarding this pikadin that he has, not only but also tovachul machar. If this shamer now went and slaughtered it or he sold it, you pay four or five times as much. So from the extra hay of Haganev, it comes to say that he's a mamish like the Ganev. Not only for Kefal, but also for Arbava Hamisha. That's the extra hay. So now the Gemara asks, according to the other opinion, from where do you know this? Lamanda Omar, or Ulamanda Omar, Chad Beganev, Chad Betoyen Tainez Ganev. The other opinion that says that uh, one Pasuk is going on the Ganev literally, and the other Pasuk is going on Toyen Tainez Ganev. Now the high Ganev, Haganev, so the extra hay. We already dashed it for something else. Afke lamutetainis ovat. We use that extra hate to say that when the claim was that it got lost, that there you don't pay kaful. So the Rabbi Baraba minole. From where does he know this Rosh of Rabbi Baraba that this person that claims that it got stolen pays not only kaful, but he would pay our Bava Hamisha as well if he slaughtered it or sold it. From where does he dash in that? Allah will tell you, there's a, there's a hekesh here in the Pasik because these two psukim, when it talks about paying Arbava Chamisha, comes right after this Pasik where it says the din of paying Kefal. So since these two psukim are right near each other, there's a hekesh here. And the ain meshivin ala The rule is that once you have a hekesh, you can't use any svaris to try to refute this hekesh. Since these two psukim are right near each other, you can't uh, ask any questions on this hekesh. Okay, because Rashiv here says, that uh, you may you may you may want to ask a question and say regarding the gun of himself, he pays kaful because he pays kaful even without a shvua, right? So so maybe that's why he also pays our ba'av hamisha regarding toy and tainas ganav. We just said that you only pay kaful if it was with a shvua. So maybe if you shouldn't pay dalat uh, vehe. So, but, but it's a hekish. A hekish is a juxtaposition. I think that's the word in English. When you have two psukim that are right near each other, so we compare them. You say whenever kaful applies. The payment of Abba Hamisha applies as well. And therefore, by Tayyan Tayyan is gone if you pay both. That's according to this opinion.
Okay, one second. Yeah, okay, the next 10 years already continues. Well, we'll, yeah.